0: Welcome to the Off Menu podcast. I normally do a fun foodie intro here, James, but yeah. this is a special episode, so everything's different. Comic Relief and Acast
1: are teaming up again to bring your favourite podcasters together for the Red Nose Day podcast mashup and raise money that makes a life-changing difference. It's a crossover episode with Brett Goldstein in the for Comic Relief. Uh, they said in the name of Comic Relief, but that's
0: it, it, yeah. No, they have they have sanctioned us to do this.
1: Yes, they sanctioned us to do it. It's the third time we've done it. Yes. Um, Menus to be buried with, where Brett's podcast, Films to be buried with, is crossed over with our podcast, Off Menu, to make uh, film questions that well, were about films, but now they're about food.
0: Yes, and not always necessarily translated in the best way. It's just sort of, it's quite, you know, they don't really hold together, some of them, but it's lovely to catch up with Brett, isn't it? Yeah, it's a podcast mashup. It's nice to catch up with Brett. It's
1: nice to work with Comic Relief. Hopefully, we can all have a little bit of fun and learn how to donate uh, along the
0: way. Yes, exactly, James. Should we get on with it? Let's get on with it.
2: Hello, and welcome to Menus to be Buried with. Judgment Day. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am rejoined for the third time by a couple of absolute geezers. One of them is, uh, has been touring what the same show for 75 years. The other one has been touring a show he didn't write any material for. Please welcome to the podcast, it's the brilliant Ped Prambles and the Genie.
0: There's no Thank point you. in us clapping, we've realised over Zoom. Um, we, we all clapped each other there, but Zoom's cutting out the clapping, isn't it, Brett? It
2: is. We, we have to say things like clap.
1: Yes. Why do you think this is? Why do you think it's a conspiracy?
2: Zoom doesn't want people clapping each other and being nice. Zoom's trying to keep us all down so we won't meet up in person because we'll all feel so low we won't leave the house so we'll keep using Zoom for meetings. That's why. Well,
0: last time we did one of these, Brett, we did it on Zoom, but you were in England. So I think it might be you who doesn't (coughs) want to meet up with us. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: forgot that.
2: Happy comic relief, you boys. It's lovely to see you
0: again. Lovely to see you. Always frustrating to see a man whose name begins with a certain letter drinking from a mug, which has a completely different letter on it. Yes, your, your mug says
2: A. So close. A, Brett. <laughs> now, tell me this. Let's have a quick, quick catch-up for the gang. It's been a while since we did a perfectly make-sense format of menus to be buried with. Um, wow, well, Ped Brambles, you've been touring like a madman. Yes, last year. How's it been?
0: All fine, all done now. Uh, but then I've got to go to Australia and New Zealand to do it
2: as well. It's popping you. the same show.
0: Well, it'd be, it'd be some different bits. I'll mm. chop and change yeah. it because there's a lot of things that won't make sense to Australians. Can you give, can you give me one example?
2: You don't have to do the bit, but subject wise, See Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't translate. They
0: won't understand that. Doesn't translate. I'd have to say
2: say babies <laughs> for them to understand it. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, the genie, I've been fascinated by. As we know, you um, aren't very good with audiences. You tend to hate <laughs> them. You turn on them. Uh, you see them as the bane of your existence. So you've mm. been doing a new show called Heckler's Welcome. Yes. Where you've been trying to change your feelings on this.
1: How's that been going? Good, actually. I sl- I've changed my feelings. My feelings are steadily. Tell changing. me. Change. It's a process. This isn't the podcast for it, Brett. This isn't the point. This, 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 this is, is. is this is This is the three lads mucking about podcast. I'm going to talk about my
0: feelings. And you know that this is just Brett setting you up to make fun of you, James. Yes. And, <laughs> and, then, we know, and then we know what's going to happen, don't yes. we? Yes, we do know what's going to happen, because last time it happened. What happened?
1: We all... Oh, last time, Brett. What oh, happened? How quickly we forget. Last time, I forgot. all three of us were making fun back and forth of each other. And then afterwards, you got on the blower to Benito and said, all right, Benita, I bet here, can you take out all the bits that I said that when I'm making fun of those two, because they sound really mean. I don't want people to think I'm mean. I want people to think I'm kind and believe. And then they took all the stuff out that you said, and they didn't tell us that. They didn't tell us that you'd made that request. Yeah. So all of our disses to you were still in there, and we looked like a couple of bullies. Mm.
2: Mm. You call me... (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's not bullying... That's just statements of facts. That's someone who understands you talking to you. Well, why did you why did you yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why weren't you all the facts taken out? Oh, those things got taken out, did they? Yeah, because you asked you asked for it, to be taken out. <laughs> well, I'd say reinstate them, let the court see I was talking to a person with understanding and empathy, kind and belief. <laughs> Head brambles and the genie, you have died again because it is now judgment day. You stand on the edge, (laughs) you stand on the edge of (laughs) of heaven and hell. You must tell me the best and worst thing that you did in this lifetime and answer some questions about food stuff. In the end, I will decide whether you get to go to heaven or hell. Makes sense young men?
0: Yes, thank yeah. you. Can I yeah. ask a quick question at this point please? Yeah, absolutely. Um we've both done this format separately and alone when it's about films. Yeah. Um, and had mm. to come up with our best and worst thing. I struggle to do that anyway. Mm. Should this be some best and worst thing we've done together? I, lo- I, lo- I love it that me and Ed have to agree on the best thing we've done together and the worst thing we've done together. That's
2: great. Yeah, this will be interesting because let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to pass judgment yet. That's what we're here for.
0: Because I forgot when I did the podcast by myself, I forgot about this
2: bit until yeah. you said it, and then I had to come up with something on the spot, and it wasn't very good. You were the best answer that I've had on this. Oh, no, That's true, actually. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard the episode... Ed's best thing he ever did was marry his wife and the worst thing was relentlessly cheat on her. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let sentiment hang in the air for too long. So what's the best and worst thing you two have done together?
0: Now it's becoming clear I'm using this to just shift all the ba- all the stuff onto James.
2: Oh, what?
1: I thought you
0: had I an respe- answer. No way, man. I respect you for oh, um, <laughs>
1: I went along with this because I thought you already had one pre-many <laughs> pre- to go. I didn't have to think of it.
0: No, I thought you could think of it for me.
1: Well, so the best thing that Ed and I have done together, mm-hmm. it may not have been uh, a constantly fun experience, mm-hmm. but the thing that I felt w- was the biggest achievement was when Ed and I went on the run together. Yes. Because we really... Yeah. Bonded together, banded together, and bonded, but banded and bonded together. Yes. Because, mm. like, look, when we went on the run, Benito confided in his uh, in his employees, and he said to them, "Well, that's the end of the podcast because th- <laughs> th- these two are going to fall out, and then that's it." Wow. And then we came back off the run, and and, and he was like, "How'd it go? You fallen out? Podcast over?" And we're like, "No, actually, no, not at all. We didn't fall out because we were, we both went into it knowing." what the other one needed, support-wise. We knew what the other one's limits would be and, and like when they'd need to just be left alone for a bit. We did that with each other. It felt really good by the end. I was like, do you know what? I, I mean, I already knew this guy's my friend.
2: But by the end, I was like, man, friendship test passed. We did it. That's an excellent story. When you say you know what each other needed, what's Ped uh, Bramble's primary need, do you think? Just give him, give him some time, give him some space. They're trying to make it stressful deliberately.
1: That's the, that's what they're trying to get. He's reaching his limit. Don't stir the pot. Don't keep, don't right. go. Oh, Ed, are you okay? All the time, in his just, just step back, baby. Talk to the camera guy for a bit. Let Ed walk it off, and that happened. Mm. And Ed was same with me. Whenever I was like, clearly, oh man, he would just go, okay, just leave him alone for a bit.
0: Similar needs actually. Yeah, yeah, space similar. Yeah, just a bit of space, uh, and then I
2: had to whack James off in his sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, he's got that's quite a specific need from the genie. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, well, you I've know, ask and thou shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the worst thing you ever did together, other than the sleeping bag incident? Relentlessly cheat on Ed's wife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When I marry my wife, she marries my friends as well. So they're they're not allowed to have any other relationships. Yes. It's complicated, isn't it?
2: Yes. You know, you're in Hollywood. Yeah, you're yeah. In Hollywood. Hollywood. i also married your wife. Yeah. I married mm-hmm. your wife for the green card so I could work out here. And <laughs> She's I still not even American. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> she literally came to me. What I realised after I'd married her, I was like, ah, oh, she's done me right up. She was a fucking green card. she just made a green card at yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the airport. It did work. They said, no, you're, just, you're, you're still a tourist. I was like, fuck. There's nothing quite
0: like Red Nose Day, that time when we come together, bring the laughs, and raise life-changing money. Whatever you can do this year, you'll be part of something amazing that's helping people through the toughest times of their lives in the UK and around the world, and helping them to break free from poverty.
2: We know times are tough, but millions of people in the UK and across the world need you, need us, now more than ever. However much or little you can give will make a massive difference. You'll be helping organisations and brilliant changemakers who are closest to the communities trapped in poverty and so have the best solutions. The money raised will help support people struggling with the cost of living crisis and tackle issues such as homelessness, mental health problems and food poverty here in the UK and around the world. A portion of the money raised throughout
1: our Red Nose Day campaign will go towards the emergency response to the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Donations will help to fund organisations providing essential support including blankets, food, water and medical supplies.
0: Red Nose Day has always been a time to spread a bit of joy. We know there's a lot going on right now, and for many people, things are really tough. But if you can donate, every penny will add up to a life-changing difference. To donate £5, text the word PODCAST to 70205. Text costs your donation amount, plus your standard network message charge, and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over, and please ask the bill payers' permission. For full terms and conditions, visit comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup.
2: Right. Well, your best and worst are interesting but i can't decide hmm perhaps we should talk about some foodstuffs to help me with my decision what is the meal that you had when you were too young to have it that affected you the most
0: now if for those of you might be listening to this crossover for the first time it's the third time we've done it and what we do is we take brett's questions from his podcast films to be buried with and just put food in where it should be films Mm. Uh, so they don't Mm -hmm. always work
2: I think this one works, Brett. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. Uh, What's what's your answer?
0: Well, I'd say every meal when I was young was a meal that I was too young to have it because I was a little posh gourmand child. (laughs) Can you give me an example? Yeah, man. Examples flying your way. I always refused to have the kids' menu, so I'd always have to have what the grown-ups were having. And then once I went to a wedding when I was a little boy... And they had all separate food for the children uh, on a different table. But I didn't want that. And there was a big argument over whether I could have the adult's food. I was probably about seven or eight. And it all kicked off. Uh, And in the end, they they agreed. And that was the first time I had poached salmon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Delicious? I've never had poached salmon. Absolutely delish. You make it like an egg? Yeah, you crack the salmon in,
0: into the pan. (laughs) Pour Mm. it in. Yeah, spin it around. You've got to put the salmon in the whirlpool. It goes mad, and then it's delicious. Yeah.
2: yeah. You loved it as a kid, all this stuff, did you?
0: Oh, I loved it. Like I mean, food. by that by that point, there'd been so many arguments. I was like, you better like this, you little you little shit. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a disaster, yeah. and you're going to have to go and eat chicken goujons with the rest of the losers. <laughs> even, even that would have been posh for me.
1: Goujons? Yeah, I meant nuggets. Oh, yeah.
2: What about you, the genie? What's the food you ate when you were too young to have it that affected you the most? This
1: story gets told every time we, we see a certain family friend who was there for it, and she always brings it up. When I was a little kid, my parents made a curry, and they thought it wasn't very hot, uh, but it was really hot. But the rule in our house was that you didn't get dessert unless you ate the main course. Um, I knew that going in, so I was really powering through it. And apparently, for the whole so I was like, you know, I was like seven or six or something. And for the whole thing, mm-hmm. I was going like that out of my mouth and blowing. But I kept on going, it's very nice, mummy. Thank you. And, and, and like eating this curry and just absolutely just dying. Also, we never knew what the uh, dessert was going to be. We just knew it's dessert. So we never found out until the end that sometimes it was something awful like natural yogurt and then you'd be really gutted. I can't remember what uh. the dessert was that day, but that's how much I loved dessert is I was like, whatever it is, I want it. So I'm going to eat this curry that is actually the temperature of the sun is very very hot
2: natural
0: yogurt probably would have helped
1: that would be most on that occasion yeah that would have been brilliant if it was natural yogurt
2: that's a very sweet story and i haven't heard you go uh, since um ed wanked you off in a sleeping bag (laughs) if you could eat one meal in a film which one would it be what yeah that makes sense actually yeah it does
0: it does make sense yeah it does We've discussed this now yeah. and again, I can't remember what whether we've discussed it on one of these. Yeah. We talked about
1: Studio Ghibli a lot. Yes. There's been a lot of a lot of meals in films that we've talked about quite frequently.
0: I want to eat the um, the uh, taco from the menu that prints all your bank details on it. <laughs> <laughs> Still not seen the menu. You want the
2: bank taco. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I want the bank taco or like just like yeah, stuff from my like personal documents printed on a taco. <laughs> Because I I wouldn't be creeped out by that. I'd be like, what a lot of attention the kitchen have gotten to to hack my account. And there's all my bank details. I'd love that.
2: Yeah, they've really done done their homework. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to eat it. What's the big deal?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yum,
2: yum. You're not leaving your bank details hanging around. You're going to eat it. No, yeah, exactly. What about you, the genie?
1: I think I've said in the past that the banquet, the feast from Hook uh, and the, the Bangarang. Isn't that imaginary, though? Yes, but they make it look so... Those kids are so good at acting. When they're eating mm. it and it's invisible still and they're just imagining it, they're so good at doing it, it looks delicious. I'm like, oh, man. Because like, Robin, mm. Robin Williams is looking at them, like, looking at his lips and being like, oh, what what, what you eating there, chief? Or whatever. No, he call him chief in Good Hunting. Uh, but, like, uh, he looks like really hungry because like, the kids are so good at miming. So I always mm. think like that food. But also, any food that Brad Pitt eats in a film, he really makes it look delicious. It is every film. He he eats like an animal, Brad Pitt. He's really yeah. like disgusting the way. Yeah, he because
0: eats. he's not eating the. Re- he's not eating off camera. Yeah, exactly. That's so true, Ped. He loves it when he reads a script and he goes, "Oh, I'm going to get to have a dinner." Yeah, does <laughs> it fully goes
1: eats a hot dog, but like so messily.
2: That's why whenever whenever they break for
1: lunch, you hear him go, "Ah oh, shit." <laughs> yeah. So maybe I would do that, the banquet at mm-hmm.
2: Hook, but I want Brad yeah. Pitt there. He'd eat all the food. You'd have nothing. There'd be nothing left for you.
1: No, but it's all mime. So there's like loads of food there.
2: You'd be like this with a with a hot dog, and he'd be like, op, 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 and he'd take your hot dog, and would be like, Brad. Well, that'd be funny. That'd be good fun yeah. if, if
1: if every time I was miming eating some food, Brad Pitts swooped <laughs> in and ate it out of my hands.
2: <laughs> what is the worst date you ever had at a meal, Genie? Let's start with you because I know you'll love this question.
1: Oh yeah, I'll love it. <laughs> yeah. This is right up your street. It's a very easy answer, this one. Oh uh, I think I was um still hadn't ever really been on a proper date. Still lived back home. What what how old were you? I would have been, I don't know, seventeen, something like that. I was pretty late to the date game, Brett. And I remember turning up, this place that it's just like a it was a pub but it did food in Ketron. Wasn't many options. And Agreed to meet someone there. Can you give
2: me a bit of info about the the woman involved without naming her?
1: A friend of a friend. You know, her and her mates were always at the pub, and we were at the pub. Anyway, I turned up at the pub for our food, and uh, mm-hmm. she was hammered. She was she was there before me, and she was absolutely hammered. I remember g- we walked around the block a couple of times. So she was like, oh, if I go for a walk, I'll oh, sober up."
2: Oh, well, she she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm." Oh yeah, fucked. she was like, she was like, "I'm, oh, okay. so I'm fucked."
1: She was like, "I'm fucked." Okay. She was like, I was nervous about the date, and I've just—I uh, got here, I got here early, and I'm absolutely fucked. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's let's go for a walk, walk around the block twice." And by the end, she went, "It's not going to happen." I was like, "Right, okay," put her in a cab home, and then uh, just walked walked back to my house on my own. <laughs> That's my, that was, that
2: was going to be my first date, but I guess it I guess it wasn't. Rita, I married her. She sounds <laughs> yeah. she sounds amazing. Are you still? In friends with her?
1: No. No, I, I don't think I ever really saw her or spoke to her again since. What was it? Which is quite quite impressive in Kevin to avoid someone.
2: Yeah. My worst date story is exactly the same, except she didn't acknowledge that she was absolutely off her fucking head and was right. also, it turned out, an incredibly angry drunk. And <laughs> I was just stuck with an angry drunk who within five minutes started a fight with the waiter and then said to to the waiter, pointing at me, like, he'll beat you up. And, and I said to the waiter, I absolutely will not. I barely know this person. I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> Ped Prambles, worst date you ever had? Little from column
0: A, little from column B. Uh, devastatingly similar. Uh, at university, <laughs> yeah. I agreed to meet a girl for drinks and a meal. Uh, I arrived and she would clearly had maybe a bottle of wine plus uh, before she'd got there. And then obviously we had a drink and then she went to the toilet uh, and she was in there for 20 minutes. So obviously I'm thinking she's left, but she hasn't. She came tottering out, carried on drinking, completely refused to believe that she was drunk. Uh, Then insisted we go to a nightclub. She was basically just on a drunken tear and I was following her around, holding her bag and stuff. And uh, then we went to the nightclub. She went to the toilet again for, I'd say, half an hour um, to the point where I had to sort of ask girls coming out of the toilet have you seen this person in there and they were like no there's the the cubicles locked though i was like fuck i don't know what i'm gonna do so i'm like and then the the bouncer came over the female bouncer came over and was like why are you standing by the girls toilets talking to girls as they come out i'm like well someone i know is in there she's like i'll go and check and she said yeah yeah, i've just seen her legs come out from underneath the cubicle (laughs) um so then yeah obviously had
2: to help her home popped her in her room lovely date (laughs) so Sounds great. Uh, what does it say about the three of us that we are so intimidating slash ugly that all the women we've been on <laughs> a date with are like, I've got to get a fucking hammer before I meet up with them?
0: Yeah. Well, even worse, Brett, you would not believe the amount of girls that I snogged when I was a teenager um, who turns out they were so drunk that they were literally immediately sick straight after kissing me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of them in a kitchen sink. <laughs> What you kissed by the sink? She turned, puked in the sink, carried on kissing.
0: We weren't right by the sink, although I should have done that because it had happened before. Um, no, we were kissing, and then she was like, and then sort of stopped kissing, and then just runs ran to the sink and was sick. <laughs> and I won't pretend that we didn't kiss after.
2: Yeah, good. Don't pretend. Why would you? How do you? How do you? How do you have self-esteem if that was a relentless thing? It's very You're very impressive, mentally very impressive.
0: There's an obvious answer to that question, Brett. (gasps) Look at his profession. (laughs) Do no have self-esteem.
2: Oh, you you ever heard the one about the comedian who had good (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem? If you could live in the world of one meal, which would it be? Or if that doesn't make sense to you... Which single meal would you have forever if I put a gun to your head and said you have to have a single meal forever?
1: Well, let's see. If I could live in the world of one meal, (laughs) yeah, I guess the movie of my life, Brett, would be called Cloudy with a Chance of Chorizo Broccoli Pasta. (laughs) i mean this was always going
2: to be an easy answer for james to be honest
1: <laughs> very easy see i would love it if i was in the cloud of chance of meatballs world but it was raining treats broccoli pasta all the time
2: that's a lovely answer Jeannie.
0: thank, thank you thank you do you want to know mine yeah mm, i think the meal that i could eat in any I've, t- I've taken this question to mean in any conditions like no throughout the year and i'll never get bored of it and it's um mm-hmm. ramen any weather any time of year any specific ramen look i and there's a lot of good ramen in london uh but some of the best ramen i ever had obviously japan i had ramen at 9am in tokyo airport when i was flying home from japan wow and i didn't think it was going to be a breakfast food but that proves the adaptability of ramen i had a fantastic ramen in tokyo airport just before we took off fantastic and i love it in hot weather because it's like almost like you know like a hot cup of tea is good in hot weather supposedly yeah is it like flushes you out calls you down yeah cools you down yeah so it's like that it acts in the same way and it's great in cold weather obviously as well so yeah it's got to be ramen brett
2: in uh tokyo airport were you mm. eating this ramen on the move with bags or was there no a no, no, no
0: no we popped to the, i was on the back of one of those buggies <laughs> that's what they use them for in in japan everywhere in the western world they use those buggies for people who can't get around in japan as if if you've got a big bowl of ramen it was fucking splashing all over me it was awful burning my legs
2: and then i kissed my wife and she was sick (laughs) and then you flew home to cheat on her with other people who were also sick what a life yes what is your favorite children's meal now, Ped, you might find this difficult, having never had one. Mm. Is it poked salmon?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may as well be for me. Like, I hate all that stuff, and that's really hung out. That's hung over. Like, I pro- probably prefer that sort of stuff now. But even like nuggets, chips, and beans, all of that beige stuff, absolutely horrible. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why we decided that's what kids like because it's horrible stuff. It should be stuff to make them grow well, right? But for some reason, kids' food is is all mashed up chicken in a breaded Hmm. dinosaur shape and stuff. No, thank you. All right, Jamie Oliver.
2: Yeah, with the propaganda.
0: I completely agree with Jamie Oliver. So do I, about everything. So do I, on all subjects. I do like onion rings, though. Oh, yeah. I like Mm. shit onion rings from Frozen. Mm. Like the ones that don't really, really taste like onion. What other shit food do you like then, Ped? I don't mind fish fingers now and again. I have a fish finger fish <gasps> finger sandwich. Is that yes. shit food? I don't know. That's
1: my answer. Is it? Fish fingers, chips
2: and peas. That's a lovely meal. And that's someone who is doesn't know anything about food. Yeah. Sounds like a good meal to me. If you had a film,
1: Brett, coming up or uh, and, and, you, and you were like not eating all day and then you had a scene where you eat like Brad Pitt, would you be like, can I have fish fingers, chips and peas? And
2: yeah, peas? yeah. That does happen when you... It's always a nightmare when you have a scene where it's like, they're at dinner and then someone will call you and go, what, what would you like the dinner to be? And you're like, oh, God, oh, protein man. shake. <laughs> How many times <laughs> we going to have to eat it? You're playing Joel Domit. I'd love it if if you're in a
0: film in like a posh restaurant and suddenly there's a shot where it's clear that you're eating fish, fingers, chips and, and peas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is absolutely delightful. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, I don't know. What what else is on a kid's menu? What do people love on
2: a kid's menu? Little hamburger, little cheese cheeseburger. Turkey turkey dinosaurs. Yeah, fish fingers.
0: I tell you what we used to get at at school lunches, which Spaghetti
2: I bolognese.
0: Fuck it, yeah. Up. I tell you what we used to get at school dinners, which I shouldn't have had because we weren't Meat paying balls. for the Meatballs. We're we're erring into just the side of Italian food here now, but yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of
2: a bowl of lucky charms. Oh
0: fuck off America. Yeah. Uh, look at him. Lucky charms. It didn't take you long, did it? <laughs> Drop the Kool-Aid. Oh come on, you as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's luca's aid and rice krispies <laughs> those ribs those reformulated ribs oh, I love that. that are just like a big strip of like of just horrible meat mm. which but they put the the little bits in it the sort of mm. little cut out bits to make it look like a rib and they cover it in that sweet sauce love it
2: oh i love that you're talking about a McRib.
0: The best food. Mm. Yeah, it's basically, it tastes like a McRib, but they used to do those at our school, which I'll try and make this point again. I didn't pay for school dinners. I used to eat my pat lunch in morning break and then go and steal school dinner. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Every month, nearly 2 million people across the UK are skipping meals because they can't afford to buy enough food. With no way out, they're going without. Putting their kids first, making impossible decisions, choosing a warm home over a warm meal. Just £5 could provide a toiletry pack for someone sleeping rough in the UK. Your donation
1: will help people who are facing the toughest times of their lives and help them to break free from poverty.
2: £50 could help get blankets, food, water and medical supplies to survivors of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. We know times are tough, but millions of people in the UK and across the world need you, need us, now more than ever. However much or little you can give will make a massive difference and tackle issues such as homelessness, mental health problems and food poverty. So if you can, please head to comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup and give now. What is the meal that you didn't think you would like, but you ended up loving? Fred. These things are very rare for me. I like most things. You've got a positive
0: attitude going into food, don't you? I do. Mm. I hated uh, I hated celery for a long time. So the first time I had celery again, I thought I'm going to hate this. It's when I had some buffalo chicken wings with the celery and the blue cheese, which I don't know how, I don't know what the point is of that. I don't know how, how you're supposed to do that, whether you're mm. supposed to balance something on the celery or dip it in the blue cheese, but then what are you, why are the chicken wings there? But I thought I'm going to absolutely hate celery. And you know what? I loved it. So fresh, so crunchy, Mm. so delicious. And it helps that there was blue cheese and chicken wings next to it. But To to disguise the taste of the celery. But now I don't mind the taste of celery. A lovely snack. Celery, sure, peanut butter, but celery.
2: Celery, Nutella,
0: celery. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Celery, put the celery in the bin and eat a block of cheese. (laughs) Lovely celery.
2: (laughs) What about you, the genie?
1: When I was a kid... My mum made a Thai fish soup and Mm. at the time, as far as I was concerned, I didn't really like soup. Soup was boring and I definitely Mm. didn't want a fish soup and I thought that sounds awful and uh, it was one of my favourite meals now when we go home. I'll request it because it's just delicious. It's got all the, it's got the coconut milk in it. I hadn't had coconut milk in a soup before. Didn't know how good that could be. Um, Mm. Big chunks of salmon in there, prawns, loads Mm. of veg, vegetables.
2: So, so thank you for explaining what veg that's, that's
1: what veg is short for in England. Right.
2: Okay. Cool.
1: I know you don't I thought it was that. another
2: fish or something. a <laughs> veg. Uh, like, where did you get that?
1: You, you, know, you go into your writers' room this morning and you pitch veg. Yeah. You pitch that as a word in, in a script over there and see what they say. I don't know. You're yeah. talking about lucky charms and stuff now. I don't know veg. if you'll know what.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you'll know what veg is. They've got card and veg. <laughs> what? I think Brett's talking about vaginas again. Come
1: oh, on, Brett! Come on, man! Come F- on, Brett! Have a day
2: with this guy.
1: Give it a rest for two seconds. And in front of him is loads of veg. Do you mean actresses, Brett? You're on your last warning, golf <laughs> team.
2: <laughs> he's just chowing down on the veg. Whoa, 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 whoa! But that's what, yeah. I, I, that, that that Thai fish soup, man. The best. The best. Lovely answers from both of you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you very much. Now to the question. I'm most interested in, and I believe your listeners are. <clears throat> what is the single most erotic meal you've ever had? Let's start with the genie. No, let's start with Ped, because I know the genie <laughs> likes foreplay and he'll want to build up to it.
0: Do you mean the experience of the meal or the meal itself?
2: You interpret it how you want, but what I... A-
0: because I've had penis pasta before, but I wouldn't say that was necessarily <laughs> erotic. Oh.
2: Then that's not your answer, but thank and- you for letting us... When were, you, when were you having the old penis pasta? Was that a Hannibal Lecter's house?
0: I bought it. No, it wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't like a penis sauce. It was the, the pasta itself was mm. in the shape of little peni. You can get loads of that sort of stuff. Um, once, mm. uh, it, there's a place in London. I don't know if it's open anymore. But, um, mm. well, it used to be somewhere else. I think it was like a, a place that did tea that Charlie really liked, um, my wife yeah we know he is we're all tea in it and we went we went to where the tea place was and it had been replaced by a shop that exclusively sold um dick shaped ice creams. Wow,
2: how'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know sister. I don't know if
0: it's still open, but it was a mate like all different flavors, <laughs> different sizes yeah wow, could have them dipped in stuff. <laughs> it was very funny that a place that meant
2: quite a lot to it was replaced by a dick-shaped ice cream <laughs> shop. That was a real slap in the face. Dipped in veg. So what's your most erotic meal? Because that doesn't sound that erotic. Well, I don't know.
0: I'd, I'd say the more I get through a meal, because um, I tend to eat a lot, the less erotic everything becomes. Yes. <laughs> I can't eat myself out of being horny. <laughs> quite easily. Yeah. And I know, you know, in films when people are eating a meal and they'll be like, oh, and every, it'll just, the whole feeling yeah. will overcome them and they'll have to stop eating the meal to go, to go and shag. Mm. Um, mm. That's never happened to me.
2: No. The, the the love of food has never been outweighed by no. the love of sex. No, I'm mm. never going to leave a restaurant halfway
0: through a meal. If I've cooked something, I'm not going to let it go cold. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, if I've if I've cooked, which I guess in, in the home is probably, you know, you could probably make that quite erotic because, you know, you're near a place where you can do it, right? But yeah. if I've cooked, I tend to kill the mood by just constantly
2: asking questions about how much they're enjoying it. <laughs> interesting. Very, very interesting. I mean, I guess... For me, as someone who, you know, doesn't understand basic sort of how-to-eat stuff, the idea of, like, eating a big meal and then going straight to sex, I'd just Mm. be worried about Windy Pops. Do you know what I mean? I'd just be like, oh, hang on, what about the old Windy Pops? What about you, the genie? Does a packet of crisps count as a meal? I don't know. You need to tell me what's the context of this crisps. When I was
1: 13, me and some friends... Uh, oh watched watched oh American Pie for the first time, and I was eating a packet of crisps while, eating, while watching it. It's very sexy. Did you though. did you fuck the packet of crisps? I, I would have if the room was empty. I would have fucked anything because that film was so sexy. man. I'd never seen anything that sexy until that point in my life. I couldn't believe what I was seeing in that. Film. Yeah. Your remake is
0: called English Crisps, and it's just
2: you bagging a load of Walkers.
0: Yeah, still Eugene Levy for some reason. He comes in and <laughs> yeah. finds finds James. Just explains on the, the
2: crisps. Bit. What's that noise? So much crunching upstairs. Oh Jesus! Your your ice cream dicks cut to ribbons.
0: Actually, it should be Gary Lineker, shouldn't
1: it? Playing Eugene. Yeah, Levy, yeah. But... should be him going still trying to steal the crisps off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's like because earlier in the film, someone's told me, I've been like, what's it like? And they've been like, it's like... (laughs) It's like a dry packet of crisps. It's like fucking a packet of salt salt and vinegar crisps.
2: You'll feel very sore afterwards. Which meal you don't care about as a whole meal has a single food within it that you love? Genie. Uh,
1: is that was, you? It's a very difficult one. But I would say I'm not that bothered, even though I'm a dessert boy, not that bothered about chocolate fudge cake. I find it a bit boring. Wow.
2: Chocolate fudge cake?
1: Yeah. Jesus Christ. But when it has a scoop wow. of ice cream, I love ice cream. So I would say the scoop of ice cream in a chocolate fudge cake and ice cream. That's the most shocking thing you've ever said. I know yeah, enough I know. about you to find that outrageous. Well, you've got to remember... Like, I love dessert so much that when it is a dessert menu, I really want to find something special, something that I really love. Mm. And chocolate fudge cake, they're ten a penny. There are on most ones. When you have a really, really good one, sure, it's delicious. But it's very rare that you get one that's a showstopper. <laughs> they're mainly done to, like, mid-level uh, quality, and just, they just sling them on the menu. And when you do have it, you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm getting the sugar in my body, but at what cost?
2: Very interesting and surprising answer. Thank you. Insightful. What about you, Ped Bramblers? See, weirdly, I'm kind of similar
0: but for a different thing. So I, I'm not I'm not really a fan of um sweet baked goods, the actual baked bit. So like cake, plain cake, that the actual sponge, I'm not that interested in. Chocolate sponge a little bit more. Like cupcakes, that the actual cake bit, not that interested. It's all about the icing and the toppings, right? So I'll happily slice off the, the top of a cupcake and just eat the icing. I don't need the ballast of the sponge. But then also, I'm kind of like that with, if you want to take this as my answer, Brett, something like a fish pie or a shepherd's pie, if it's got cheese on the top of it, all I really want to do is eat the cheese off the top, not bothered about anything else.
2: Do you think quite a lot of your answers have involved getting rid of the food and having cheese? Do you think that actually you just like cheese? I know I like cheese.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And cheese can improve most things. But then, then I just think, why not just go full Charlotte Church and have a plate of cheese? Yeah.
2: I didn't know this about her.
0: Yeah, yeah, she when she was a kid, her special family meal was putting grated cheese on a plate and putting it under the grill and then eating oh, it. Oh, that's great! Cheese on a plate. Cheese
2: I a plate. like cheese on a plate.
0: And then James ruined the interview. No, don't tell Brett. This is the worst person to tell. Tell me. I
1: didn't. I didn't. I didn't ruin it. It went well. It went he well. He started.
0: He started saying he was imagining Charlotte Church under a waterfall. No, listen. Mm. I didn't say to her, "I'm imagining <laughs> you under a waterfall."
1: What did you say, the genie? <laughs> Charlotte Church said she wanted water from a waterfall. Mm. And she said, I want to go to a waterfall with a cup and and get the water. And you said, I'd like to imagine you under that. I said, Mm. are you going to stand next to the waterfall and put put the cup under, or are you going to stand under it and and gather it in the cup? And I wasn't thinking. And as as soon as I said that, both her and Ed were like, what a dirty, grubby little boy. I was like, no, I was just thinking that I would like to stand under it and gather it. Catch it all in the cup I wasn't thinking about
0: Wet t-shirts like this, bro, And listeners won't be able To yeah. see this He went Or oh, do you want to be Under the waterfall Like
2: <laughs>
0: I, think that's what I, did. I didn't do that
1: Perhaps I didn't do it
2: And then you You thought you'd make it Less Less perverted By going No 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 I want to be under The waterfall as well Catching you no, And touching well, you
1: No I didn't say that to her And it wasn't me Being under
2: there with her Who was it Oh the genie The genie Your character That lets you touch women <laughs> yeah. Yes I get it No I, No I was no, <laughs> I was saying <laughs> <that> Pum Dumps or bread, I'll <laughs> touch you. Yeah. No, no, not that. I
1: I was saying that if I was getting water from a waterfall with a cut yeah, on, on my own on I mean, my own, I would want to stand under the waterfall and do it. Waiting for Charlotte Chess to turn up in her tiny bikini that you've wow. imagined. How easy life is if you can just write in your own little pervy bits at the end and make everyone look like a grubster. <laughs> I'm a good boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind and believe, what is the meal that stayed with you the longest after eating it? I mean, make of that what you will.
0: I've got one. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. It was a big change in my diet. I was there for a week filming something and it stayed with me physically the longest. Okay. All of the southern food <laughs> blocked me up. <out. laughs> Didn't go for a full toilet for uh, the full week. Mm-hmm. I think it was nerves as well. Cause we were shooting a pilot for something and um, I was nervous and all the food was quite heavy and stodgy. Mm -hmm. And then um, we finished shooting the pilot and we were all going to go out for a drink afterwards. I went back to the hotel and my whole body relaxed and I went for my first poo in a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, thank God for that. And then I went back into my hotel room about five minutes later. I went, Oh, I think I need to go to the toilet again. Went for another full, full poo, (laughs) went back into the hotel room. I was like, well, at least that's over. And then my body went. No, you need to go again, and that happened seven times in a row. Wow! The whole that's week's correct. the whole week's worth.
2: Seven days worth in seven poos. Yes, that's lo- That's a lovely story.
0: But that's a long time for a meal to stay with you, and it happened mm-hmm. to me in Japan as well. What happened in Japan? Well, not a lot happened in Japan when it came to toilet time. <laughs> no. That annoyed me because the toilets are
2: so good. Yeah, what a waste. When did it all come out?
0: It was like seven or eight days, I think. Okay, and then there's not a. Jet of water strong enough to clean that. Sorry about that, everyone. The genie. What's your answer to this? Something more wholesome answer. But uh,
1: when I was, uh, I think, I was thirteen. I think I was thirteen in another story I've told. We went to went abroad for the first time as a family to France, and there was a posh man in the village where we lived anyway, and he was like, "I got a chalet." In the Alps, you can stay there. So that was a really big deal for us. Very excited about it.
0: Uh, You were 13 and a a man said, come and stay in my chalet. No, no. I was 13, but I had a family.
1: And before we left for the holiday, a Mm. man in in the village that we lived in, just outside of Kettering, which we'd moved to Mm. recently at at this point in my life.
2: From where? From Kettering. To Kettering.
1: A posh man said, if you go into France on holiday stay at my chalet for a weekend beforehand. Big deal for us. Went there and he said, go to this place for dinner. It's very nice. And we went there and it was a really tiny, tiny place run by this Mm. couple who had a big dog called Snoopy, who had Mm. massive dreadlocks. This dog was just walking around. These
0: stories are very on brand for us.
1: Yeah. There was us, family of five from England, uh, an Italian family and uh, a French couple in there. And that was it. And it worked that they just kept on bringing out courses. And they were very, like, basic, rustic courses. But this couple who ran the place just kept on bringing stuff out. One of the courses I remember was, like, just a hot plate and you cooked your own meat on it. Dessert was just, like, a whole tub of Neapolitan ice cream with a scoop. And they go, there you go, just fill your Wicked. boots. Which, obviously, as a 13-year-old, I was, like, in absolute heaven. I couldn't believe that. It doesn't sound like they cooked any of this meal. Yeah, I don't think they really bothered with it. But it was so
2: great... Like just emptied their fridge.
1: We loved how full we were afterwards. We'd never, like, had so many courses before. And we, talk, we still talk about it now as a family mm. and how great the, the meal was. I mean, at one point, they did ask each table to, like, sing a song from their country. And they asked us to sing Long, Long Way to Tipperary. So we, 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 sang, we sang that as a family to everyone else. Particularly memorable <laughs> when you came
2: back from that meal and found the posh man hiding under your bed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is your problem, man? I tell you a wholesome story about my childhood, and you put a, a old man under my bed at the end.
0: How were your shits? How were your shits after the meal?
2: Yeah, good question. Thank they were, you. Ed. They were lovely. I think. I think they were lovely. <laughs> <laughs> They're making you sing a song from your. I uh, uh, around Christmas was at a very nice place on holiday, mm. and it was very nice, and we were having breakfast. And then there was this, and I'd particularly gone to breakfast because there was going to be like a gospel choir there. And, you know, I love my gospel. And yeah. they were singing and it was great. And then they suddenly stopped and said, one by one, we're going to go around the table and everyone's going to do a a little bit. And it took ages for this to happen. I was so stressed that the meal was ruined. I was so, it was like probably half an hour before it finally got to me. And all I had to say was like, rings, you know what I mean? It was like the 12 days of Christmas whatever. But I was just like, well, you've ruined this meal now because yeah. I've got a fucking do a turn. So was this recently, Brett? When was this? I don't know, a couple of years ago. Was, has Ted, had Ted Lasso started?
0: Yeah. So could, but wouldn't people have been more excited if you'd just gone, oh, fuck off?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can do that now. You can't do that to a gospel though, can you?
0: Yeah.
1: I was going say, no Ted Lasso. So say first, fuck life. when it gets to you, go, do you know Ted Lasso? And when they go, <laughs> yes, you go, well, fuck off. And then they'll be like, oh, brilliant yeah they go praise jesus yeah praise jesus for roy kent
2: what but what if i go do you know ted lasso they go no and then i go no rings Rings. (laughs) (laughs) exactly that'd be great the earthquake in turkey and syria is devastating and the situation is changing rapidly comic relief supports partner organizations working on the ground providing critical support that people need including food shelter medical assistance and ongoing trauma support in these terrible circumstances. Comic Relief works with organisations already on the ground and responding
0: and trusted by local communities. This will reach people who need immediate relief, people who've lost their homes and their families. Many are refugees in the region who have already been displaced from over a decade of conflict.
1: The money raised will help people struggling with the cost of living crisis and tackle issues such as homelessness, mental health problems and food poverty here in the UK and around the world. A portion of money raised throughout our Red Nose Day campaign will also go towards the emergency response to the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Donations will help to fund organisations providing essential support, including blankets, food, water and medical supplies.
2: To donate £5, text the word PODCAST to 70205. Text costs your donation amount plus your standard network message charge, and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over, and please ask the bill payer's permission. For full terms and conditions, visit comicrelief.com forward slash podcast What is the meal that made you feel better about the world? Are you, mm. Ped?
0: This is a tricky one, isn't it? Because although I'd say most meals make me feel pretty good about the world if it's really nice. Mm -hmm. If you have a really good meal, you think, oh, boy, everything's all right, really, isn't it? Yeah. So in a way, you just ask me what's the best meal I've had.
2: Okay. What's the best meal you've had? Mm,
0: Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's a very difficult question because, obviously, when you
1: think about feeling better about the world, Mm. it's like they just remind you of the stuff that's wrong with the world. And a lot of what's wrong with the world is just, like, uneven distribution of wealth and poverty. So then you think feeling better about the world because i ate a meal is pretty awful mm. so actually i think this is impossible oh lasagna yeah lasagna
2: <laughs> i mean what a lovely uh, positive take on that question uh, the genie thank you which is your favorite ingredient in a meal um salt Lovely answer. Very good answer.
0: It's got to be salt. Wait, imagine a meal without salt. I can't. Lucky Charms
2: without salt is not <laughs> worth eating.
0: <laughs> they do have salt in them, though, I'm sure. The most important thing in my kitchen, most important ingredient, if we are calling it an ingredient, I think we should, mm. it, I've got a big pot of salt, a big pot of flaky salt, and anything I'm cooking, it it has its place on like on the shelves with all the other mm. condiments and seasonings, but it's barely on there because it just sits on the work surface because I'm just pinching salt into stuff all the time. It's so important. So salt. Salt and fat are two of the most important things in cooking. And acid right, and right. heat. And uh, Well, I, did, I could have salt and fat. I'm not bothered about acid and heat, necessarily. I don't really understand. What's your answer, Jeannie? I, I'd probably say,
1: at the minute, probably ginger. Mm. For, uh, at the minute, Ooh, I absolutely love lovely. when I can really, really taste the ginger in a meal.
2: Yeah.
1: Had a really adorable moment recently where my parents visited and we went to a cafe near me and they'd never had ginger shots before. My mm-hmm. parents, they saw them on the menu and they said, what, what, what is that? I was like, you'll love them. Ordered us some. They did love them. At the end, my dad said to another grown man who ran the, the cafe as he was paying, my dad went, those ginger shots were nice. And those guy, the guy was like, oh, good. And my dad went, I love ginger to him. And the, and the guy went, I love it too. And my dad, my dad went, three things that you, that you can't cook without. Ginger, chilli, garlic. And the guy went, I'd agree. I absolutely agree with all that. I love, th- I love all three of those. And then they talked back and forth about how much they loved ginger, chilli and garlic. And it was so cute and adorable. And they really bonded. They agreed on all three of them.
2: Should they start a podcast of
1: Menu Plus 30 or something? They could be a spin-off. They had a podcast called Ginger, chilli, garlic. Yeah. I think they could talk. They wouldn't need guests. I think every week, the two of them going back and forth and going, I love ginger. I love ginger too. Ginger chilli and garlic. Oh, yes, please. At one point, I think they got onto Harissa, I think. And my dad said, Harissa's great. Put, put it in your dinner. it. And, 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 and the guy was like, yes. I love it. And they did a little mime as well of putting it in his dinner. Does your dad cook? Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this whole conversation oh, yeah, you yeah. had was absolute bullshit.
1: But what yeah, a terrible Yeah, yeah. He'll, he, he'll add Harissa to a meal that my mum's already cooked. Right, I see, I
2: see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, a dog's just coming in. Oh, hello, like, Toast. Oh. There's a dog come in This dog loves comic relief, don't you?
1: Toast loves comic relief, don't you, Toast?
2: Any, any word for the listeners, Toast? No. no Silent no. as ever.
1: He's got no <laughs> words. Well fuck.
2: It nearly <laughs> fell over. It's half on me, half on Benito. What meal inspired you to do something, the genie? The... Oh no, Ped.
0: No, the format's fallen apart, is all I was gonna say. Yes.
2: I think it's got it's it's held pretty strong.
0: Yeah, it's done all right. We've managed to wrestle quite a few things out of seemingly nothing. But
2: I'd say this one this one will slightly work better than the resurrection, if I may.
0: Yeah, no, I thought, oh, yeah? this is for me, this is this is the one that's worked the best format wise. Until we get to what meal inspired you to do something. But then again, I felt the same with the question, what film inspired you to do something? Mm. Yes. So maybe I'm just not a very... I've never been inspired to do anything. (laughs) No, no. I didn't understand that question when I was like...
1: And I'm always the first person to get asked the questions as well. So you've not even road tested them with people. Yeah. And I get asked, what film inspired you to do something? I'm like... Britt help me out. What do people normally say? I don't know.
2: You're the first one. <laughs> Have you seen Ted Lasso? Well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Rings. Okay, so your your answer is nothing ever inspired either of you well, to do anything.
1: The most inspiring thing, I, I, this is my whole family found it inspirational at a meal, mm. was uh, when my parents went out for a meal and they came home and uh, they couldn't believe, on one of their plates, one of the courses, uh, there was a big lump of carrot that had been uh, sculpted into the shape of a swan. So they brought that home with them to show us, uh, show us it, and uh, mm. we, we all that thought is... it was we all thought it was incredible that someone had been able to do that. So mm. we, we didn't then go on and do it ourselves, but we found it inspiring just to know that that kind of thing existed in the world and people mm. were sculpting uh, carrots into swans. Thank
0: I've been you. inspired to try and cook the thing at home. That'll do. I'll take it. Cheese, uh, cheese on a plate. Cheese on a plate. I'm inspired mm. to do that regularly. Yeah. Our podcast inspires James to go and cook things. Sure, quite often he'll listen to someone saying, describing yeah. a recipe or something that they've cooked, and he'll go, "I'm going to do that tonight." Yep, and I, and I do it. And sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm always glad
1: I gave it a go. So you know, Simon Amstell's uh, aubergine dish, whatever pasta, tried that. Comes to mind. You hated that? Yeah, it was horrible. It was pretty bad. It was yeah. there anything on his menu that sounded nice as well?
2: We have reached the end. And now I can't decide whether to send you to heaven or hell. One last thing. You can give me one food that is meaningful in the hope I will spare you from the pits of all hell, you bastards. Which food?
0: Can it be a drink, Brett? Mm, Okay. I know you're an emotional guy. You love sentiment. You're going to love this. Mm -hmm. I proposed to my wife in Japan. That night we went to a robot show. Yes. Oh, it's I not. I think with Brett, you have to clarify that's not a sex thing. Uh, it's not a sex thing. So, well, it's oh, okay. A robot show isn't robots I'm going at it. Just it. loads <laughs> of robots, and it's like a big dance thing. It's very tacky. It's a lot of fun.
2: And they're not. They're not fucking. They're not fucking. Going?
0: No one's fucking anyone. No. Mm. They for, for the fun. time. I brought a little bottle of champagne to celebrate us getting engaged, oh, and really? I kept. I kept the bottle.
2: So that's that's what I'd say. You're gonna give it to me. Yeah, lovely, you can right? have the bottle Thank as a you. memory of my love. Seems like someone wants to go to heaven. What about you, Jeannie? Jesus.
1: Well, watching Brett listen to that story, I felt like I was watching a robot show. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to Trying to muster up some sort of emotion and feeling. Normally,
0: about it. Brett is quite
2: emotional, but it's because I prefaced it. <laughs> you know why? You know why? It's because my alarm's going off in the background, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, he's telling a beautiful story," here, and I've got to turn off a fucking alarm.
0: Brett has an alarm for when he's supposed to be emotional.
2: <laughs> yeah, show emotion now. <laughs> Jeannie, what's your what's your answer?
0: I think if it's heaven
1: and hell. I've got to really draw on my Christian upbringing here to know what the right answer will be for something meaningful food-wise. So I would go full kind of like, what would Jesus say? And he would say like, a, a single mustard seed. That's what he would say. Single mustard seed. For from that you can grow bountiful uh, mm. food.
2: I, I don't really like mustard. Seed, a seed then, a single seed. Yeah, but you picked mustard and I don't like mustard.
1: Well, Jesus okay. says mustard.
2: Um, Well, sadly, I'm going to have to separate you. I've weighed up the evidence and based on (laughs) bloody mustard and your perverted ways. (laughs) Jeannie, you are going to hell. Ped, Brambles, your kindness and complicated marriage has made me sympathetic (laughs) to your unique place. And you... Shall also be going to hell because I think uh, the genie won't cope without you. Yeah, I'm joking. Enough. You're going to heaven. Oh yes. Oh, oh come on. I don't know. We'll think about it. Perhaps I'll kill you both again, and and we'll see what happens in the future. Good day. Thanks, Brett. Thank you for coming. Well, there we are,
0: James. Another successful podcast mashup. Men used to be buried with. My my brain is scrambled,
1: man. That mashup, it's crazy every time, but. Nice to hear the lad.
0: Lovely to hear Brett. Lovely to hear that he's doing well. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Brett for making time in his busy sh- uh, schedule.
1: Schedule over
0: there. Oh, so sorry. Schedule. We-, we respect him very much and he's our hero. Yes. So if if you think we were being mean to him in that episode, it was just a little joke.
1: Yeah. And if you think oh, Brett didn't get as many jabs in at them, they're on the cutting room floor
0: and we've been yeah. done again. We've been done. <laughs> we've been done. Stitched up like a kipper. Absolutely done once again. Well thank you very Look much out. for listening. Oh. oh no, Brett. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, we just had to stop there because Brett started doing his intro during our intro. Yes. <laughs>
1: we were about we were about to say please donate if you can.
0: Yeah. Please donate if you can. And then Brett spoke over it. So that's the sort yeah. of guy he is. Yep. Uh, please donate <laughs> if you can. It's a brilliant cause. Thank you very much for listening to the off menu, menus to be buried with, with Brett Goldstein and us uh, podcast mashup in aid of coming relief. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.